Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. We, we, we say, oh, I say I'm wrong when I'm wrong. Wrong, as I said in the headlines about Dallas. Now, if I was A.J., I'd be telling you a long story about it. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say, <laughs> it, it, you know, you know. Okay. <laughs> but then, uh, if you looked at the over-under... In the Pelicans game, and I was watching that Friday night, and our McCollum didn't do it, AJ. And by the way, he's the fan who beats the man, AJ Hoffman. Hello, RJ. Uh, the what NBA you, what, playoffs. What do you think of McCollum? I I think that McCollum. You, you warned me. Uh, well, you. That's no, it you was said, an AJ you bet. Said, remember, you said remember. That's a big name, and you're going over in a public game, and you know something. Here's why. I. It's important to quickly. Explain why. I wouldn't have made that bet a year ago. But what I've seen is, and McKenzie's been here as we've seen it really for the last couple of years, the market in these prop bets is not sophisticated. That, that, that if it's an NFL market and it moves two points, you'd be like, man, I don't want to bet that now because they weren't that wrong before. If it was three, now it's five. I can't lay five. 
it, it's not pure death to be on this the, the chalky side or the steamy side if you think there's something the market's just plain missing. And to me, I was wrong, but that's the difference. It's one thing if it's a matter of degree. Uh, so-and-so is pretty good, but someone else thinks he's a little better, you know? Okay, there you don't want to be playing the public side. But if you think something's just done been missed, and I was wrong, but I thought they'd done missed, that McCollum was going to make a statement. They did as a team. And again, he what did he end up with? Like 2021? I mean, he was, you know, he was 19. Not, yeah, well, but you scream it. You could have said, yeah, you could have said close to that. Instead, it's like 19 is <laughs> not even reaching the 20. But facts are facts is like, here's an example. And this is one of my proudest bets I've ever made. And there was something analogous this year. I don't remember who, uh, just in the last week or two. But it was, um, I'm having a mental block. Who was the player? Uh, the dude who's like the tall center that um, he, he can't handle the ball much. What's his name, McKenzie? We're talking about the um, Ramadan feast. Oh, Enos Cantor. Yes. Yeah, or formerly known as Enos Cantor. He's now like World Peace Cantor. Enos Freedom, I think. Yep. Freedom okay. Cantor. Okay. So uh, we'll say a formerly Mr. Cantor. Well, I guess maybe he's still <laughs> Mr. Cantor. Is, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, this was like two years ago, and it was during the playoffs. And Cantor, is this correct that he was just starting to, you know, so with the Ramadan where, and again, I'm not an expert on religions, but my understanding is that they can't drink water or eat from sunrise to sundown. Yes. And the game was, and, and Cantor was playing in a game, and it was the playoffs, and the game was that perfect time or the imperfect time where Cantor wasn't going to be able to eat or drink till that game was over, but just over. It was like going to end at the same moment that the sun went down, pretty much, is what the estimate was. And I'm thinking this guy had never done it before. Like it was a new, for whatever reason, it was a new thing. Like, I don't know if he just had converted or what it was. And I started thinking on air and Fez was saying, is that the Ramadan feast? Or is that, the, you know, so ironically, it became the Ramadan <laughs> feast back. But his over under was like 12 and a half points in that game. And that was right on the season. And AJ, at the time, I said, this is one of my biggest bets, under, under, under. He scored like two points. And then the next game, it was the time game was the time of the game was the same time. And they moved the line only like a half a point. It went from like, you Ugh. know, and we banged it again. And I rarely will bet a bet a second time like that because I think people's on to it. He scored like six points. The third time they you had a bang it, bang, they moved it like to nine and a half. So it was, and I still we we gave it the third time. It was like two, and then they took it <laughs> off the board. Now you won't. You, that's the kind of thing you're only going to see in a five hundred dollar, you know, a bet type at most places. You know, not in the NFL. You can bet a hundred thousand, right, or more on a side, but you not an NBA prop. So the fact there's so little action, the lines aren't as sharp, and they can just be playing wrong sometimes. And again, I, I was wrong in this case, but that's why I did something that was more public, because I thought they were missing something. Any thoughts on that before we move on? 
And you know what? The 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 best player on the Pelicans, Brandon Ingram, had a, a fantastic day. So if you had gone over with him, it's just, you know you're the the my thought that you're going over with a star player in a public game was a mistake. So it it was just one of those things that worked out wrong. And McCollum you know, had 24 shot attempts, so he went. That's five more than he usually does in a typical game. So now McKenzie is saving the right. freaking day. Take this is what I want you to do. We're going to move on, but at the end of this segment here in a few, or you know, in five seven minutes, give me the answer, which is if he had made his season percentage on threes and twos of all those shots, and he made the same number of free throws, we're assuming that stays the same. How many points would he have scored? Does that make sense? I'm on it. Yep. Uh, I and think you're going to like be, the result. Oh, it's going to be, oh, <laughs> would you say, McKenzie? I think you will like the result. I, Just I, 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 I usually like when I, you know how they say lawyers don't ask questions if they don't know the answer in court? <laughs> I'm suspecting. Um, I want to address one thing with you, though, AJ. We're okay. straight out of Vegas. I find it interesting when you say, so I just bet over to the guy who had the highest total. And you said, well, the best player on the Pelicans, which implicitly is saying that I bet the higher total on a lesser player. Oh, I didn't know that McCollum's total was higher than Brandon Uh Ingram's. uh But I do think I did make a mistake, even if the numbers are going to say I didn't. And here's why. Ingram, his motivation as a guy that thinks he's more than he is. And obviously, he's a really good NBA player. But what I mean is he's not Michael Jordan. He's not Kobe. Right. But he carries himself, you know, I think Bill Simmons calls it the un or the irrational confidence guys, the guys that can miss 10 straight shots. It's not rational that they keep shooting, but they do. And Ingram has that. He wants to make his statement in any chance he gets. And I should have guessed that he was going to hog the shots. Or at least take his sh- he take his share. And McCollum, let's be honest, he's not a typical alpha. When he sees Ingram doing that, he's going to naturally draft off him. He's not going to try to surpass him in aggressiveness, though he was pretty aggressive. Did you watch that game? I did. What did you think of it generally? I mean, the, the Clippers, we won't spend much time on it. But what a, if you're Steve Ballmer, I mean, listen, $50 billion or whatever is going to assuage a lot of pain. But man, oh man, he's got to be frustrated. It looked, I mean, it looked like the Pelicans were going to run away with that game, and I was like, wow, what, what a uh, a great call that you know that you know without Paul George, the, the Clippers were hopeless, and they got all the way back in it. It looked like they were going to run away with the game. So just a, a game of huge swings, and the Pelicans coming up big late. I thought I thought it was one of the better games I've seen this whole season, honestly. And that, uh, before the the Celtics Nets first game, then that topped it for me, no doubt. And we'll shift to that right now. Now I will say that that game Friday night was just another statement about how great the play-in tournament is. Oh, uh, you're right. I, I was watching that game thinking, you know what? I, I, I've got no more argument against this thing. This is one, a great the game. The one and done is so intense. I mean, I would say the physic. like here's the question. Would you say in those elimination games, let's just use the Friday night one, was the physicality more intense? Was there more physical play than, let's say, For sure. the third game – of the first round of the playoffs. It's, you know, yes. maybe, yeah. So, like, in a weird way, you're getting better basketball, more intense basketball prematurely. Which is yeah, not it's just, a bad it's a way, high inti- yeah. It's it's almost like getting a game seven that you know that doesn't. I guess it kind of matters. It matters to them like it's a game seven. It's to us, like a, it's, it's really like no fir- big it's deal. It's almost like a built-in first round game seven. Because yes, yeah, 
Yeah. Because if you're in the first round, you still got to win three more after it. But it matters, right? You can win it. You can, if you lose it, you're done. If you win it, you can win it all. I mean, that's the way. I mean, think about Milwaukee. How many times last year was Milwaukee in a spot that you thought they – I remember Jonas – I give Jonas credit. Is We came on when it was uh, 0-2 against Phoenix. And, you know, the odds were drastic, drastic. Yeah, like um, plus 390 for the Bucks to win it at that point. 390? I think it was worse than that, wasn't it? You remember I'm that? Huh? Right now, yeah, minus 550, plus 390 on the takeback. Okay, back. but mm, I even remember more. But still, 4-1 to one is saying this is unlikely. And thanks for the cry or the, the, the detail. Is... And Jonas said, no, I think they have a chance or whatever. But the fact is, they were they were in a bad spot. And remember, in that Brooklyn series, I don't remember exactly the scenario, but early on, before the at least one of those injuries, they were in a bad spot. So you never know who could – like, we can say the Atlanta Hawks aren't going to win it this year, and they probably aren't. But them getting in the playoffs means they have a chance. And you know what? Would it be crazy? They went one series away from the finals last year. So – in a way, we can say, oh, these teams aren't going to win anything anyway. But haven't we just saw Brooklyn in there? Even though it wasn't a close game, Brooklyn sure has a chance to win. Sure. Right? And, and and I would make the case the Lakers seem to always want to be in those play-ins. You never know what's going to happen if they get Well, it. and eventually, you know, we've talked about it before, like with the, the 16 versus 1 in the NCAA tournament. You can always say, well, it never happens. Eventually, it's going to happen. Or a, a 13 seed is going to make the Final Four or whatever. And, and eventually, those kind of things happen. It's not, it's not impossible that one day one of these teams is going to end up playing in the finals. That You just said the right phrase, not impossible. The way the heavy math guys will say is, there's a chance greater than zero. And, <laughs> and you know, it's a good way to say it, too, because there is a chance greater than zero. Thus, it's meaningful at the highest stage. I had a loser that I've now mentioned seven and a half times. You hear I'm that, not a, Twitter? I'm not a, well, no, listen, I don't, react, I don't even read it. But, but I read people I follow and, and uh, people I – sometimes I'll glance and can see, you know, this person seems all right, but, yeah, is – I think, hmm, I think it's going to be over 30 points. So what we did was, so I had over McCollum, and he, he scored, as AJ was very clear, the second best player, not the best player on the Pelicans. <laughs> he scored not quite 20 points. And my over-under was, what, 24 and a half or 25 and a half? I can't remember. Is, 25 and a half. Oh, thank you for spreading it out more. So AJ made that very clear. But I started clearly. Thinking, but then Mackenzie somehow came to my rescue, which I, I appreciate greatly, actually. And he said, but if you look at his shots, your handicap was right, RJ. He shot the ball so much more than he typically does. He was trying to make a statement. He just couldn't make them. He, he was making a statement. He just wasn't making the buckets. And... So now McKenzie figured out if he made an average number of twos and an average number of threes percentage-wise with his shots, how many points would he have had? And the answer is? 29 points. Over! Hey, (laughs) do me a favor. Call William Hill and see if I can get paid on that. (laughs) <laughs> it's a good goal. It's he a good also missed one more free throw than you would imagine, so 30 points based on all of his shots combined. Cover! Well, but no. No cover. But in our, in our heads, if listen... 
this is a very smart show. You know that. If we put our minds to it, we can rationalize anything away. That's the trap, though. We had a loser. That's all there is to it. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from.